All right, come on in, everybody. Get you some, come get you some, some audio delectability on the VU, the voice of one. That's right. <laughs> Good to have you here. VU 62, 62nd episode of the voice of one for Saturday, January 16, 2021. Yeah, a weekend edition. Weekend, because the Friday VU got bumped. It got bumped right here on to Saturday. And so, uh, yeah, what ha- yeah, what happened was I was working on a sermon. So brand new sermon series starts this Sunday at my church uh, in the book of Genesis. So Genesis chapter 1. So uh, the way it works is when you begin to get... Uh, uh, that study, you've done your study, is now the, the sermon's starting to, to you kind of work in that sermon and the juices are flowing and the, you begin to kind of sense the anointing of God as to inside, where should this thing go? What's the word of life uh, for God's people in this passage? And, and uh, it's, it's hard to just like say, oh, well, it's such and such a time, I think I'll just close that out and uh, I'll get back to it tomorrow. Because you can get back to the ideas, but you can't get back to the that moment of inspiration. So um, anyway, by the time I was done, it was like, I don't know, eight something last night. And uh, I think the, the creative juices were uh, depleted <laughs> at that point. Anyway, so here we are. It's uh, refreshed. Here we are on Saturday morning. Hold on just a second. Yeah, a Saturday morning edition uh, of the VU. Woody Cumbie, your host, uh, bringing you the not-yet-censored blend of coffee, current events, faith, and FSU sports. Now, by the way, FSU sports, uh, an hour and a half from now, is tip-off. Yeah, that's right, tip-off. FSU hoops, Seminoles hoops, versus the North Carolina Tar Heels at noon today. And, and the Knolls, they're favored by four, according to Vegas. Vegas knows. Vegas knows. But maybe they don't know. Does Vegas not know that the Knolls' best player is hurt and not playing? I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they factored that in. But anyway, Knolls favored by four. It must say something about either FSU or North Carolina or both, that that's where we are. Knowles basketball favored over the Tar Heels. Anyway, uh, that brings me to my main topic. Actually, a good segue uh, into the main topic for today. Never been this way before. That's our main topic. Never been this way before. But first, um, now remember I said back in 2020, we're talking about all the crazy things that were happening in 2020, and I said there was really only one thing left, and that is the the UFO reveal, the UFO reveal. And we, we got some smattering of that, but uh, we actually uh, moved over here into 2021, but it didn't take long, didn't take long, because the CIA, uh, they seized on the moment of, of wall-to-wall amplification of, of political news and all the events in Washington, D.C., to do a dump, of, they say, of all their files on the UFOs, the CIA, dump their files. Uh, but those files, I, I probably have been, I don't know, I assume that if you could go to like a UFO 
enthusiast channel, they've probably gone through all that stuff. But in terms of mainstream distribution, it's like it's been buried. Uh, but no doubt editors have all that stuff over in a stack for a slower news day. So look for, uh, look for that story to reemerge uh, as we move forward, the UFO reveal. Um, also, speaking of things we've talked about in the past, you know, two, two vus in a row, I spoke to you about that guy, John Sullivan, John Sullivan, the, uh, the Antifa, uh, organizer who, uh, just happened to be in, in, in the, in the Capitol on last Wednesday and just happened to be, uh, at the, at the leading edge, uh, of the intrude of the, of the breach. And it just happened to be right where the unarmed, uh, uh, woman, the Air Force veteran, got shot in the neck, and he just happened to be the one who uh, videotaped the whole thing as she bled to death at his feet. And then he happened to just uh, be able to be interviewed by Anderson Cooper, who never said a word uh, to his audience about uh, this man's background. Anyway, we covered all that. Well, you may have seen now, it's breaking news. What you've heard on VU days ago is now breaking news that uh, this gentleman has been uh, 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 arrested. Uh, he's now been released, but uh, on 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 bail. But he's got the ankle monitor, and he's got all these restrictions and 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 whatever he's. Uh, but anyway, he 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 finally got arrested, and uh, his story told uh, into the general public. But you heard it. You heard it here on the VU. And I tell you what's interesting about it is that his brother has now spoken out. His brother has now spoken out about the, the, the true uh, identity, the true motivation uh, of, his, of, his, uh, of his brother. That's right. John Sullivan's brother uh, is named James. Yeah, that's right. Brothers James and John. Anyway, uh, here is... Uh, uh, here, his brother said this, uh, it, uh, and this was reported by a Fox News channel uh, in, uh, I think in Provo, Utah. And here's the quote from the brother, or the, uh, the quote from the uh, correspondent about the, what the brother said. Uh, he believes his brother was not only involved in the riots. This is James talking about his brother, John. He believes his brother was not only involved in the riots at the Capitol, but somehow in charge. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. This, this a BLM riot organizer uh, who had previously been arrested on second-degree felony charges for organizing a riot in which somebody got shot in which he beat a woman uh, and kicked uh, her SUV, uh, put a dent in the in the door. Uh, that John Sullivan, his own brother now is saying he was not only in Washington uh, at the riot, but but quote, this is his brother quote somehow in charge end quote. Oh man, uh, it'll all come out someday. It'll all come out someday. Okay, now um, I'm going to grab one more uh, sip of coffee. Then uh, after this break, we're going to go into our main topic today. Uh, we've never been this way before. So hang on just for a moment. I'll be right back.
All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, now, let's get to our main topic. We've never been this way before. Now, I take you all the way back into your Bible, into the Old Testament, to the book of Joshua. Now, remember Joshua. Joshua is the book about the conquest of the promised land. And remember that uh, the big context is that a generation before, spies had gone into the promised land. They had seen giants, came back out and said, no, uh, there's no way we can do this. Despite the journey we've taken, despite the miracles we've seen, Despite the promise of God, we can't, this is it, forget it, we'll just camp out here on the east side of the Jordan River and, uh, and forget about it. Well, that whole generation died off because of their lack of faith, and now Joshua is the new leader of God's people, and he's going to lead this conquest. So now they're at the moment where they're about to cross the Jordan River and start this uh, a conquest of the land that God has promised them. And Joshua goes throughout the camp of God's people, and he's giving them encouragements, he's giving them instructions, and in the process, he says this phrase, you have never been this way before. Meaning, you've never been on this path before. You've never been into this territory before. You're, you're going to be an all-new territory, places and things that you've never seen before. You've never been this way before. Now, it, 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 it just it seems to me that we are, we're on a path. I'm not sure I would call it the promised land, but we're, we're, we're at a place we've never been before. Uh, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but we, we're, we're just on a different path than I can ever recall. I mean, we literally, this moment as I record this, there are, there are at least 20,000 uh, troops now armed, now armed, and, and now with ammunition with a shoot-to-kill uh, order in place uh, in our, our, our capital, Washington, D.C. And the place is fenced. There's gigantic fencing uh, everywhere around all the buildings. There are checkpoints, people who live there or who work there are war, are reporting that there are checkpoints that if they leave there, uh, let's say they live in an apartment complex, but they're going to go over to their place of work a few blocks away, they will inevitably go through a checkpoint. They have to show all their ID. Why are you going here? Why are you going down this road? What business do you have in this building? And so um, that, that that's never happened. I mean, um, Somebody was was recalling just the other day about uh, the Vietnam War, which is kind of just in the beginning of uh, of of me really kind of dialing into what politics were about way back in the day. But uh, they were recalling that there were like huge protests that came to Washington D.C. and there were troops there, but nothing like this. Nothing like this. In fact, someone, a historian, even talked about that during the Civil War that uh, there probably weren't this many troops uh, in Washington, D.C. We've never been this way before. And we have the history being made of the president of the United States being impeached not once but twice, and, and the second time days before his, uh, before his term ends. Uh, that, uh, then, then we have the conservative communication being squelched, being banned, uh, being censored, um, being flagged, uh, on on social media channels and other places as well. It seems the First Amendment 
right to criticize or question the government. That's the whole point, really, of uh, a portion of the First Amendment is to remember the, the folks that uh, they put our country together had come from England where if you criticize the government, uh, you went to the guillotine. So it's like, wait a second, we, we want to uh, create space for people to be able to criticize the government, to question the government, uh, to make their voices uh, heard without fear of retribution. And, uh, but it, it appears now those First Amendment rights uh, to question the government or criticize it, uh, they're being suspended. Uh, not so much by the government per se, uh, but by uh, big tech. Big tech. But the government is doing nothing uh, to step in at this point. But now, alarmingly, people are losing their jobs and their assets. Uh, now, it's one thing to lose a Twitter account. <laughs> it's another thing to lose your employment or lose your bank account uh, because of your political views. Uh, we, we've never been this way before. Maybe you heard about the, uh, the New Jersey gym owner. He's been in the news uh, for several months, right, as he's defied the New Jersey order to uh, remain closed. And uh, this gym owner, uh, Ian Smith, uh, he, uh, he was interviewed uh, just recently on Tucker Carlson's show. Uh, and uh, so he's talking about the fact that, that he, he's refused to, to close his gym and how the government levied uh, an enormous daily fine uh, on, on, on him and on the gym and uh, now has seized his business bank account. Now, I want you to just listen to just part of, of the interview. Now, you can, you can look it up for yourself on YouTube and just put in Tucker Carlson, gym owner, something like that, and you'll find it. Uh, but here's just a, here's just a, a, a brief moment of, of what Ian Smith had to say uh, in the interview with Tucker Carlson. Take a listen. So as of yesterday morning, uh, my partner and I checked the bank statement in the morning, and we had no money in our bank account. Uh, the state mm. emptied out every single dollar that we have. This is in the middle of an appeals process and ongoing litigation in the matter of the fines and several other matters regarding the state, including a lawsuit against Governor Murphy and Jill per uh, Judith Persichelli herself. Um, this is, as, as simple as I can put it, this is an interference with our right to counsel. This money in our bank account does not come from memberships. We have not charged our members since April 1st, since we originally shut down. This is donations mm. and this is t-shirt sales that we have used to pay our bills and to fight our legal battles. And it is a clear and it is a, a, a blatant violation of our constitutional rights and our ability to defend ourselves in the court of law. Wow, pretty crazy stuff. The government seizing all the assets of the business. Now imagine you and your friend, you go into uh, business, you open a up a little storefront gym, free weights, uh, kind of for the serious uh, weightlifter, uh, but just a small place uh, on a uh, just a storefront in a New Jersey city, and uh, you've tried to take all the precautions you can, but you just can't afford to be shut down the whole time. And uh, so he's had this ongoing battle, and now in the midst of litigation, they come and seize all their company's assets. Wow. And maybe you heard of this. Maybe, maybe you saw this story. 
Um, this is from your uh, National Hockey League. So there is a, uh, a there's a team, a minor league team uh, in Carolinas called the Carolina Hurricane, Carolina Hurricane. And there's a gentleman that worked there named Dawson Buchanan. Now, he worked for, uh, now, no, 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 let me back up, let me back up. He doesn't work for, uh, directly for the National Hockey League. He doesn't work directly for uh, even this minor league team, the Carolina Hurricane. He works for a private jet company, a concierge-type private jet company that provides transit services to the Carolina Hurricane. So he works for the jet company that they contracted, this gentleman named Dawson Buchanan. Now, there was a time when uh, he worked uh, as a, or volunteer, I'm not sure what, as a staffer uh, for in the Trump campaign in North Carolina. So, but he's now taken this job with this jet transit service. Well, on his uh, Twitter feed, he reposted something from a friend of his that uh, where his friend had been blacklisted on Twitter or some social, whatever the case may be, uh, and and so he reposted the experience of his friend, and that caught the attention of uh, some folks, and they began to look into Dawson Buchanan's background, realized that he had been uh, with the Trump campaign in North Carolina prior to having this job with the uh, uh, jet, private jet company. Well. Uh, so they contact the Her- uh, Carolina Hurricane Club, North uh, National Hockey League Club, and 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 complain and say, um, you know, this is this is outrageous. And so, what happens? Here's what happens: the hockey league team, the Carolina Hurricane, calls this uh, this jet uh, company and tells them unless they fire. Dawson Buchanan, they will cancel their contract with them. Now think about that. And guess what? They they call him in and fire him right that moment. And so he he's he like he's tweeting out about it. He's saying a couple hours ago, uh, you know, he said I was called in and basically and just then fired. Well, let me see what he says. Um, da da da. And he talks about how, uh, this is one of his tweets, he says, I called the owner, uh, and he names the company, and asked for any explanation. He told me very bluntly that the NHL found out I worked for the Trump campaign and threatened to cancel the contract with this company unless they fired me. And it's like he said, I I was devastated. He said, I'd gone from being employed to unemployed in a matter of seconds. This is what he said, and hadn't done anything wrong. We've really never been this way before, where uh, you you can't hold a political opinion, even in favor of the duly elected current president of the United States of America. Bizarre. Bizarre. Then there's that social site, Parler. Remember, it's alternative to Twitter or Facebook, and uh, uh, a lot of conservative folks began to go over there. It was open to anybody. It wasn't set up to be... Uh, some conservative bastion. It's just uh, just a guy was setting up a an alternate uh, social media site, uh, but uh, 
people who were sensing the censorship on Facebook and Twitter and elsewhere, they began to flock over toward uh, a parlor and, and people would post, I'm going over to parlor, whatever. Now, I, w- I just want you to think about, um, let's go into the, uh, into the offices of parlor just for a second. Here are some guys who, uh, it, it, I assume it's a pretty expensive venture to try to set up enough, have enough server space, have enough infrastructure, have enough creativity, you know, IT creativity on board to, to run a social media company that you're going to open to anybody and everybody in the, in the United States and in the world. I mean, right? So uh, I don't know how much money they have invested, but I'm assuming it's quite a bit. Well, uh, it turns out that um, uh, they basically uh, got completely shut down because you have to be able to go to things like uh, the Apple Store or the Google Store to get the app uh, to run the parlor. And uh, if, if let's just say you're doing it on your computer instead, it turns out all of their uh, all of their they were running through. Uh, servers that were owned by big tech, and they they shut down their ability to run their servers. Uh, amazing, amazing thing. Now, here's just part of a story from Fox News about this thing. Here's um, a story by Joseph uh, uh, Wolfson, and the headline is Parlor CEO John Matz, I'm not, I'm not sure how you say M-A-T-Z-E, uh, family forced into hiding over death threats, security breaches, court filing. And so it talks about how that uh, he's, the, it says a new court filing on Friday from the parlor legal, legal team revealed that CEO John Matz and his family are now uh, in hiding over death threats and security breaches they have faced. It says parlor, the social media app that has been widely embraced by Trump supporters, launched an antitrust suit against Amazon after the tech giant discontinued its web services following last week's riots on Capitol Hill. Amazon filed a response claiming it has, quote, no legal basis, end quote, and alleged its employees have been faced with threats uh, and uh, harassment. Filing, uh, from Par- uh, the filing from Parler's lawyers obtained by Fox News acknowledges the disturbing claims made by Amazon, but notes that the Jeff Bezos-run company is not the only one receiving threats. Quote, although AWS's motion to seal focuses on uh, its own employees, Parler employees have similarly been harassed and threatened, the filing read. Parler CEO John Matz Jr. reports in his declaration in support of Parler's TRO motion that many Parler employees are suffering harassment and hostility, fear for their safety and that of their families, and in some cases have fled their homes and their home state to escape persecution. Matz himself, as the CEO of the company, uh, I, AWS, this is um, uh, Amazon servers basically, continues to, will, uh, continues to vilify, has had to leave his home and go into hiding with his family after receiving death threats and invasive personal security breaches, end quote. The filing continued. The story goes on. You can find it on on Fox. Now, uh, wow, wow. Because you might, you might provide a platform where, man, you know, Trump supporters could actually uh, have a place to uh, just do their social media stuff, but also open to everybody else. Anyway, death threats, uh, 
going into hiding. Uh, that's where we are. That's where we are. And we've never been this way quite before. Now, I'll close with this. Uh, well, not quite close. I'll have a closing comment afterwards. Um, you know, uh, uh, Eric Metaxas, I don't know if you know who he is. He's an author. He's, he hosts a, uh, an interview program called The Eric Metaxas Show. Uh, now, his most famous book is his book, Bonhoeffer. It's a biography of the German pastor who eventually lost his life uh, resisting Hitler. Now, uh, given Eric Metaxas' own conservative political views, coupled with his research on Bonhoeffer, uh, Metaxas is quite concerned about what we're seeing unfold in our country. Now, he recently had a fascinating interview with uh, former Congresswoman Michelle Bachman, who was in, inside the Capitol building uh, uh, on Wednesday uh, of uh, the riots. And you can find it just on YouTube. Just put in Eric Metaxas, uh, Bachman, something like that. And you'll find it. I want to play you again just a brief bit of audio, just a teaser, and then you can go listen to the whole thing uh, yourself. But listen to what she has to say, how she characterizes uh, the moment that we're in uh, right this second. Listen up. But I want to go back to this point, Eric, again, and re republish this statement over and over because your audience needs to understand the purpose right now, again, is to steal the identity of President Trump, who he is, steal the identity of his achievements and steal the identity of who we are. Because they tried to, this is the biggest smear campaign I've ever seen in my life. And that's what it is. I've seen these before in Washington, D.C. I had a national smear campaign made against me one time. So I know how these look. And the left is really good at this. Why? Because they control all of the mainstream media. So they can control the narrative of what's being said. But what we can't lose in all of this, and it's really hard to hold on our hats right now, we're, we need to try and hold on to that which is true. Hold on to what is true. Wow. Well, it's a fascinating interview. I encourage you to go find it. Eric Metaxas. Uh, Bachman, something like that, uh, in YouTube search, and you'll find it. Uh, she has an eyewitness. She was inside the Capitol uh, on that Wednesday and gives you an account. So uh, I hope you'll go do it. But listen to this. She said we need to, to kind of hang on to our hat, right, and hold on to what is true. So I close with this. I take you back to Joshua. Now, remember, uh, the key theme in the opening chapters of Joshua is God's urging his people to be strong and courageous, strong and courageous. This is repeated several times. And then in chapter 3, uh, we have this phrase, you've never been this way before, but here's the full quote. This is Joshua 3, verses 3 and 4. When you see the Ark of the Covenant, right, that represented the presence of God, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. That way, you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. It's worth remembering that what gives us direction in uncertain times is keeping our eyes on the Lord, refreshing our hearts in times of praise, times of prayer, time in the Scripture, holding on to those things which are true and calm our hearts and put our focus 
on Jesus Christ is king. All right, everybody, be strong and courageous. I'll see you back on Monday for VU 63.